0: This is our lesson, our curricula on church governments. This is lesson number one. We have been moved upon or led by the Spirit of God to teach on church governments because government is all about how something runs and is organized. And if something lacks organization or if it doesn't know how to run, then it doesn't run. And if it doesn't run, it's good for nothing. The church is the most powerful, most necessary, needful force on the planet. And the Lord Jesus Christ has ordained a certain way for it to run. So in the next probably, I think, eight lessons, we're going to be looking at church governments and how Jesus Christ ordained the church to run. Not the Old Testament church, but the New Testament church. That's the dispensation we live in. And we're going to start to see patterns how God does things over and over again. And we're also going to look at things that are not biblical, but are very common in the modern church. In order for there to be an effective communication and effective process and effective progression of things, you've got to understand how something is designed to work. Even in companies or even in a household, there is a government and an administration. In anything that has more than one member, you have governments and administrations. As we've often heard, anything with two heads is a freak. So anytime you get two people together, you're automatically going to have to establish governments administrations. You get three people, you're going to further delegate governments and administrations. You get a thousand people, massive governments and administrations. You have a billion people, heavy-duty, intensely diversified governments and administrations. And that's why it's so critical that we look into the scriptures to understand governments and administrations. I don't believe this is going to be a boring subject at all. I think it's going to be very critical so we understand how things work. One of the greatest enemies against This subject and what we're talking about is modern politics and the hippie movement. The Part of the hippie philosophy that the nation is very much drunk with right now, it came into our country in the 60s, but much of the hippie movement says we're all equal. Much of the hippie philosophy says I'm okay, you're okay, let's have a commune where we have all things in common. Uh, That's the heart of communism, we have all things in common. But you'll never find a communistic government or country where they have all things in common. And so we have to be careful. One of the things attacking the church or that has infiltrated the church right now is this philosophy that everybody is equal in the church and we should all have an equal say. We're going to see from the word of God that is so far from the truth. It's laughable and even damnable. So let's jump in here. This first lesson is called The Nature of Authority. Uh, The subject of governments and administrations is really a study in the organization and delegation of authority. When you talk about governments and you talk about administrations, you're talking about power and authority. So we're going to have to study and understand authority. Governments are the organization of the authority to rule and govern. When you look up just any definition of governments, it's the organization of authority. It's how authority is organized to rule and govern. Administration is the actual process of using the authority to govern and rule. So governments is the organization. Administration is the due process or the processing of your organization. A government can be very well set up, but until you administrate what you govern, it's all just theory. So we could say this way, governments is theory, administration is practical or hands-on. All right. However, in order to have an accurate and proper understanding of church governments and administrations, one must have a, so, a sound, solid understanding of authority. This lesson will deal with the essence of authority. This is what we have to get back to. Hippies don't like authority. Hippies want to be in charge of their own life. And every one of us has a little bit of a hippie flavor still in us. Even when you have ice cream, even ice cream has a little bit of a salt flavor in it. And that's ice cream. Taffy has salt in it. Uh, Any food you have is going to have a hint of sodium or salt in it. And every Christian, no matter how clean you are, we got a little bit of a hint of hippiness. And it causes us to want to do our own thing. It causes us to not want to submit. It causes us to not want to listen to authority. That's why we've got to cover this. If we're going to flow with the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to understand authority and how this thing works. That's the foundation, that's the starting point of any government or any administration is authority. What is authority and who does it come from? Our first section says, all authority comes from God. That's all you got to know right there. All authority comes from God. He is the final authority. All authority comes from God. Authority is defined as the right or power to make decisions to give orders and to enforce obedience. Now, we have to be careful as Americans. We often think we've been given that authority to make decisions. We think we've been given the authority to give orders. The quickest way to get in trouble anywhere in life is to take authority that's not yours and start bossing people around. We, we, we have an understanding of this, though so we've not really ever put words to it. Nobody tells the police officer what to do. When they do, they get clubbed, shocked, tased, and shot, handcuffed, and then thrown in jail. Because even the child understands authority. That's a police officer. He has authority I don't. Authority is defined as the right or power to make decisions, to give orders, and to enforce obedience. That's what God the Father has. He has the power to make decisions. He has the power to give orders. That's the Bible and even to enforce obedience. This right or power begins with God. He is the first authority and He is the final authority. He is the creator and giver of life and all things began with Him for He is authority. Romans 13.1 says this, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers or authority. For there is no power or authority but of God. The powers and authority that be are ordained or ordered of God. One of the things this tells us, that verse right there is so critical. All authority in the earth had its origin with God the Father. And so this thing flows down like a river. It starts in the throne room room of God and this authority flows out and it hits the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, all authority has been given unto me. And because of mankind in the earth, he has delegated authority into the earth. And what we're going to see in this lesson is the only way to have authority is to submit to it. If you hijack authority, it is not true authority. It is wicked authority. The only way to have any power in this life is to submit to it. The only way uh, you can carry a weapon lawfully in our nation is to submit to authority. Fill out an application, take some tests, take a class, submit, and now you can lawfully carry a gun on your hip. The only way you can lawfully drive and have authority on the road is to submit. The only way you'll have any authority on your job is that you submit and someone gives it to you, all right? This is the foundation of governments and administrations. Someone must be in charge, someone has authority, and they got it by lawfully obtaining it. When you hijack authority, that's illegal authority. That would make you a dictator or a Jezebel or a hireling or a wolf or a false minister, depending on whatever arena of authority we're dealing with. When you hijack authority on your job, you get fired. When you hijack authority from the police, you get shot. When you hijack a government, NATO comes after you. (laughs) Even in the natural, this thing is never good. Authority is the foundation of governments. Look at this next section, all authority is delegated. You've got to keep that in mind. All authority begins with God and it is His to delegate. After man's creation, God very quickly delegated authority, or we might say a measure of authority, to man so that man would be authorized to do things for God. Right now, with the Scudders overseas, they had me, they authorized me to take care of things for them legally stateside. You have to do that. So I am their power of attorney. Now I have, I've been authorized by Brett Scudder to make decisions for him stateside. Because they are not here, I am the POA, power of attorney, I can sign checks for them, I can turn things on and off for them, cell phones or electrical bills, what have you. I can make decisions concerning 401ks or mortgages or whatever it is. I have been authorized. For me to do that without authorization would make me a criminal. When someone uses your social security number without your permission, that's called criminal. All right? That comes back to authority must be delegated. Submission is how you get authority. Hijacking the authority makes you a criminal. So let's look at this passage here. Genesis 1, 26 and 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So that's authority. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, that means to keep under, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I've underlined the things to keep in mind in those two verses. God gave them authority over everything the earth was. God did not give the, uh, the tigers authority over man. God did not give the fish authority over man. God gave man authority over them. But had God not given it to Adam and Eve, they would not have had it. They would have been equals to the rest of creation. Don't let the hippie movement, oh gosh, we're dealing with the hippie thing. Don't let the hippie movement tell you that you're equal to creation. We're not equal to creation. We've been given dominion over it. When you are given dominion over it, it means you dominate it. It is under our feet that human rights or the animal rights or the tree hugger hippie thing tries to tell us that we we are equal to an owl and we're equal to a whale and we're equal to a dolphin we are not they are food for us now i'm all for conservation and i enjoy wildlife but if i need to eat i'm gonna shoot a whale if i'm hungry and there's a dolphin i'm gonna jump on that dolphin and i'm gonna kill it because it's under my feet and i've been authorized Remember, Jesus let down that thing from heaven to Peter and said, kill and eat all manner of four-footed beasts and creeping thing and everything. Eat. For some reason, we want to worship animals that are a little bit smarter than a centipede. <laughs> you can't eat flipper. He can bounce a ball on his nose. So? He's not a human being. He is meat for me. We, we were given, mankind was given authority in the beginning over the earth. Not to trash it, mind you. We're not against conservation. Don't go changing your oil in your backyard. That's dumb. But we're not going to save the earth. It's unsavable. God gave dominion or authority and commanded man to use it, subdue the earth. God chose man to be a representative of God on the earth, and man was given a measure of God's authority in order to rule over the earth. Man had God's authorization to use his authority. Now, here's the cool thing about man. Man, now that we're Christians, men and women, mankind, we are God's representatives. We've been authorized to be God's representatives. But the word representative, when you break it down, it means to re present. And that's what we do for our God and Savior Jesus Christ. We re present Him everywhere we go. We go over here to the store, we are presenting Him to the store. We come over here. We are representing him at pep, pep Shop or whatever you know. Over here, Pep Boys. What are the auto place? We go over here to the park and we represent him over here to the park. We've been authorized to do that. Where we get in trouble as Christians is where we start to do things we're not authorized to do. When we try to represent God in areas we're not allowed or permitted to represent Him. We're covering authority because that's the essence, the backbone, the flow, the force, the energy that powers governments and administrations. And like we say and we'll always say, keep saying, the only way to have authority of any kind is to submit to it. If you were riding a police car, you would not dare reach over and turn on the sirens unless the police officer gave you permission and authorized you to turn on the siren. Otherwise, you're in trouble. And some places you go, you don't speak unless you were authorized to speak. If we can understand this and how it works in every area of life, from the Pentagon to the White House to our local house to the church house to the classroom to the job, it'll keep us so safe. And the more you submit, you'll find in life, the more you submit to authority, the more you'll climb up through it. And they'll say, that Akilah, she does everything we ask her to do. She does it on time. She does it with excellence. Let's put her over that department. She was just given authority over a department because she submitted to the authority of the department. You'll never be authorized complaining against authority. And you'll never be authorized bucking the system. You'll always be thumped. And the only way you could ever get authority is to hijack it and circumvent it. Mamas or wives, they do well to submit to their husband's authority. And the more submitted and trustworthy they are to their husband, the husband will say, honey, take care of that. You're good at it. But if the woman decides to circumvent her husband's authority, the Bible calls her a Jezebel or a strange woman. And so that's what we have to do. With my pastor in my life, just apply it to church leadership, I have power and authority in my pastor's ministry only as he has given it to me only as he has authorized me to. I have been able to preach for him once. The only reason I stood in that pulpit is because he told me to. And he told me to preach and have a good time doing it. And so I did it and once I was done he's never asked me to do it again and therefore for me to go and stand in his pulpit and speak I would be in trouble because I was not authorized to do it. Not in that arena. Now here this is my pulpit to do with, but there no. This is the nature of governments which is the organization of leading and administrations, which is the process of acting on your governments. All authority is delegated. Man had God's authorization to use his authority. Now, the awesome thing is if we're born again, every one of us has been given authority over many areas. Where most Christians miss it is they try to use authority they've not been given and the authority they have been given they never use. I often joke about, in the American family, the nuclear family, as they call it, I marvel and shake my head that a wife will hijack her authority from her husband and then give it to the two-year-old. She won't submit to her husband and do what he wants. She'll do whatever she wants unless the two-year-old wants to do something, then she'll do whatever the two-year-old wants. So she won't do what her husband wants, but she will do what the two-year-old wants. So now you have a family flipped totally upside down, It's like trying to balance the pyramid on its tip. (laughs) You let the weakest member of the family, the two-year-old, dictate the comings and goings. And the husband, who is the big foundational piece, you let him just do nothing. We've got to make sure we apply the authority we have been given. And if it's not been given us, we don't worry about it. Learn to master the authority you currently have. Authority over your mind, authority over your emotions, authority over your flesh authority over the devil, authority over anything the Lord tells you to pray about. Master that authority, and that'll make it real easy that when you get into a new arena of authority, and there's always as many re- arenas of authority, you'll know exactly how to behave yourself there because the rules of authority don't change. The local church is just like a business. When I worked, went to work for any one of the companies I used to work for, I'd walk in there, and I was new, and I'd say, just tell me what to do. Well, Mr. McMichael, we've hired you to stock shelves here at Lowe's, so this is what you do. Done. What do I do now? You're already done? Yeah. Then you do this. Well, what else do I do? Then you do that. What about this? Then you do that. And I never tried to play zone manager because I was not authorized to. I was just an associate and a new one at that. I never tried to play store manager because I wasn't even a zone manager, much less an assistant zone manager. I was just an associate. Why would I try to hijack that? Well, that same rule of authority and they're obeying their government applied when I got into the big engineering field. I don't hijack. And that's the same thing I learned in the local church. I'm not the pastor. I'm not the elder. I'm not the deacon. I'm just a sheep. Just tell me what to do. Same thing works in the classroom. I'm not the professor. I'm not the dean of the school. I'm not the president of the university. I'm just a student. Just tell me what to do. And when you learn to submit to authority, authority says, man, they're trustworthy. Let's give them some more. And you can end up submitting your way to the very top. And Jesus Christ did the very thing. He submitted and was given the name above all names. He humbled himself and became a servant. And because he became a servant, he was given the name above all names. And that's why we like to say in this kingdom, the way up is down. And the way you get to the top is you submit your way up. Doesn't make any sense to the mind, not to the natural world, but the way up in this kingdom, the way up in the realm of the spirit, and even even big corporations run by spiritual laws that they don't even know it is to submit your way up. The world teaches us to stab, circumvent, climb, clamor, bite, devour, but what Jesus Christ said is submit. So we're showing you this is I know we're kind of teaching on submission and authority here. But this is so critical to the rest of our lessons because when we start to get into governments, we've got to look at types of governments that are not biblical. And some of our governments that we were going to talk about are where multiple people have an equal voice. But how can that be when government flows down in a chain of command? Some churches have whole boards that they make their decisions by. Well, how did you get on that board? Somebody from beneath voted you up. That that violates spiritual law. So if you're on a hiring board, as some denominations have, you have been given the authority by the little people because they voted you to be on the board. You've been given authority by people who don't have authority to be on the board to select who the pastor is going to be. And so now you have the ones with no biblical authority telling another step up of people who have no biblical authority who they're going to hire to be the authority, but then they're not going to give them the authority because... The ones with no authority hired them to be authority. You you can already see right there that that kind of of, uh, government is not going to work. It makes no sense. Let's keep moving here. No one has their own authority. All authority is on loan. And the quicker you can learn that, the better off you'll be. All authority is on loan. Right now, I am the senior pastor here. I'm the only pastor here. They always ask me, I meet folks, so, so are you like the youth pastor? I was like, no, I'm the, se- I'm the pastor. The senior pastor? I'm like, I'm the only pastor because their churches are set up different. My authority as pastor is on loan here. I could do something sinful and be removed and lose my authority. The Lord could call me someplace else. i turn the church over and i transfer the authority of this house to someone else. And then i go someplace else and receive a new set of authority. Maybe to be a pastor or a bishop or a dean of a school or something. Who knows? All authority is on loan. you got to keep that in mind. If you have any authority, it is only because someone with more authority than you has given it to you. Some of you help us do stuff around here. The only reason you help us do stuff around here is because I say so. So your authority is on loan. And I have raised people up in this church and I have sat them down too. And that authority was taken back from them. And now if they try to act like they used to when they had authority, they'll be in trouble. That's called rebellion. When they try to act like they still have authority when they don't, that's rebellion. All authority is on loan. In this regard, authority is like a river flowing from the top down. It begins with God and is passed down to man. So here in the local church... Like the Apostle Paul said, Paul the Apostle, not by the will of God, n- not by the will of man, excuse me, neither of man, but by the will of God. Here in this local church, I am not a pastor by the will of any man. I am not a pastor by even my own will. I am a pastor by the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, men of faith and virtue and integrity have laid hands on me and said, We recognize the call of God, and based on our authority, we ordain you to be the pastor. But in a sense, in this local church, it goes God the Father, God the Son. Then he made pastors, so his authority is given to me. Then I take that authority that rested on me, and I delegate it. So now we have that river beginning to branch out. So in this local church, we have Miss Amy is authorized to be over the worship team. So she has a, in a sense, at me, the river begins to fork. And so she gets some authority. Mr. Rick gets a a branch of the authority to do uh, help stuff around here, and maintenance and get the guys together now if Amy ever tries to tell Rick what to do, you're getting bleed over there and if Rick ever, Rick would never tell Amy, I don't like the way you sang that song, you should change it that would, you would be in so much trouble, we understand that they stay in their vein and that's where they stay the most anointed because that's their flow and then we have Mr. Luke over television and youth, so I've delegated that to him if anybody tries to butt in on our youth, they're going to be in so much trouble and if anybody tries to tell him how to do better TV, except for me, they'll be in so much trouble. And then over here we have Maul Creeble over tape and duplication. Then we have Brother Chad over the health care uh, healthcare deacons. And then we have so on and we have so on. And so you see this river diverging from the throne of God through the local pastor. And it spreads out. And the only way to stay authorized is to stay in those veins, to stay in those rivers. You get out of that, you dry up. And the only way... Uh, uh, that you can stay anointed is by staying submitted to what's directly above you. Now the cool thing is those rivers can diverge too. Mr. Rick can, can delegate to Mr. Steve and Mr. Cephas and whoever and that diverges. And Miss Amy delegates it to Ginger and some stuff to Steve and that diverges. And Mr. Luke has a whole bunch of editors and TV people underneath him and it diverges and so on and so forth. And so this thing is like a river. And the only reason you're wet is because somebody above you decided to throw you some water. Nobody has the ability to produce water on their own. And folks who are miserable are those trying to serve Jesus pumping their own well. (laughs) You just submit. We have all sorts of folks that come into this church and they think they've got a well to offer us. And they don't realize we're hooked into the rivers. And we stay in the rivers. You might have a little, little pump, pitcher pump well, buddy. We're hooked up to rivers, and you can't compete with us. So maybe you should sit down and be quiet, and allow allow us to fill you up to overflowing, rather than sit there and and like a good old hillbilly pitcher pump, uh huh, and and you get a little squish of water every time you pump. We're just busy flowing, because we understand how authority flows. Authority begins with God and is passed down to man. So let's look at some examples here in the natural. When a boss promotes you, he gives you more of his authority. When a father promotes you, he gives you more of his authority. When a church leader promotes you, you are given more of their authority. Maybe with Miss Sarah Ogilvie, she works, she's over our children's church. Maybe she says, Soraya, I need help. You're going to be my right-hand lady. You just got promoted. And you were just given authority just like that. It's not yours. It's on loan, but you were given a measure of what Sarah had to begin with. And I tell all of our department head leaders, the secret to success is delegation. Find somebody you can trust. Find somebody who is faithful and get them to help you because we can't do any of this on our own. What happens is when somebody is in children's church under Miss Sarah and they say, I want to do this. And they go over here and just start doing it. You just took the river and made a 90 Rivers don't flow at 90s. They'll keep going straight and you'll be dried out. Or you might be a little islet over here and you grow stagnant because there's no fresh refreshing. There's no fresh water. There's no oxygen. And so you thought, I know what I will do. We'll go over here. But you were never authorized to take this 90. So you take it and pull it away. It fills up and you succeed for a short season. But then the water backs up and says, no, it's just easier to go this way. So you're left this stagnant little pond over here doing your thing. And maybe occasionally you get splashed on, but then you start to breed mosquitoes and that green slime and bullfrogs. And if a stagnant pond sits long enough, it will go completely dead. It will lose all oxygen. Even the bullfrogs won't hang out there anymore. Even the mosquitoes say, we're going to lay our larvae someplace else. And it just becomes a totally dead, oxygen depleted cesspool. And Christians can do that by not staying submitted to the chain of command. And when the government promotes you, you are given more of its authority. Look at Matthew 8, verse 9. The centurion said this, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. So you see that. He is under authority. And then because he's under authority, he has soldiers under him. You see this river there. Now I've taught this before, but it's worth mentioning. The Centurion was only one person removed from Caesar. Caesar was like the president. Caesar though, was a god king. They viewed him as a God, and that's why it was always a contention in Jesus' day. Should we worship Caesar or who? the Jews are saying? they're saying he's God, but there's the one God, Jehovah. The Centurion, who his name means I'm over a hundred, he's over a hundred. He's only one man removed from Caesar, and that was through a senator. And so what you had is he reported directly to the senators, and he was under the senator, the senator was under the Caesar. Caesar would delegate authority to the senator, and the senator would then speak to his centurions. Then the centurion would then speak to his hundred men. And those hundred men were not to be contended with. In fact, the strength of that Roman Empire was its short delegation reach. And those centurions would kill, they would maraud, they were fierce warriors. You did not mess with the centurions or the hundred men under the centurion. And it took a lot to become a centurion. But this centurion had a revelation of authority and he told Jesus, just speak the word. Why did he say that? He said, because I'm a man under authority and I know that when you're under authority, all you have to do is speak. Speak. And those that are under you have to operate because as a man under authority, when I'm spoken to, I operate. And because I know that's how it works for me, and I know it's how it works for people under me, Jesus, you're under authority. That means you have it, and whatever you say has to work. So speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant do this, and it is done the centurion could only command soldiers because he was under authority. That will eliminate a lot of bossiness in the church when Christians realize, I can only tell people what to do if I'm authorized to. And I'll even tell you this, I can tell as a pastor, even though I'm authorized to tell people what to do, I can tell when they don't want to be told what to do. And guess what? I don't tell them what to do. I can't. So I watch them go drive their life off a cliff. And I sit there and I know here comes the cliff. Here comes the short, uh, the short curve or the tight curve. They're going too fast. And I say, hey, and they say, don't want to hear it. And as they drive past, I just say, Lord, help, have mercy. Here they go. Sometimes just because you do have authority doesn't mean you, ha- you can say anything. You have to let people get in trouble. It was not his authority, but rather his superior's authority. It was authority on loan, but it empowered him to make decisions and enforce behavior. His authority, when used, authorized the soldiers under him to then go and perform their commands. If someone were to question the soldiers and ask why they were going or coming or doing, they could answer and say, my centurion has commanded me, and they would be left alone. Why are you doing that? Pastor Chris told me to. Hey, nobody questions the Navy SEALs. (laughs) honestly nobody questions the police why are you doing that? because I'm a police officer it's what I'm ordained to do where we get into trouble is when we start acting and we've not been authorized who told you you could take that money? nobody? then you're a thief who told you you could take that money? I'm Brinks Armored Carrier Services I was called up by the Walmart Corporation and I'm authorized to take this money okay You've got to make sure you always stay in authority as long as you're submitted to authority, you will always be safe because you can always trump someone with the name over your name that gave you the command. Why are you doing that? I'm sorry, sir, my boss told me to. Or even like when I was at Lowe's, if I was doing something and the store manager didn't like it, son, why are you doing that? My zone manager told me to. All right, yeah, well carry on, I'll talk with your zone manager. I was just doing what I was told) <laughs> It's that simple. Where we get in trouble is when we start hijacking. And we have to always ask ourselves, am I authorized to do this? Am I authorized to do that? Am I authorized to be in my boss's office? If you're not, why are you in your boss's office? This will get you in trouble quicker than anything. We cover this, though we're talking in generalities now, because as we get into church governments, we've got to understand who gets authorized to do what and why. Why is our church run differently than a Baptist church? And who's right? Why is our church run differently than an Assemblies of God church? And why are we right? Why are we different than a Presbyterian church? And why are we right? And what does the Bible have to say about that? One of the common threads you're going to see over and over again with these other types of church governments is that people who are not authorized of God steal authority to try to tell God's authorized agent what to do. And that is so backwards and messed up, it's no wonder those denominations have no power. Because to stay anointed, you've got to stay in the river flow. You've got to stay under authority. Can you imagine the soldiers telling the centurion what to do? And then the centurion telling the senator what to do. And then the senator telling Caesar what to do. Heads would be cut off all the way down the line. We have to be mindful of all this. Authority in the Godhead. Even the Godhead has a certain chain of command during the church age. This is very clearly communicated throughout the scriptures. The Holy Spirit submits to Jesus. Notice what Jesus said. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. John 16 13 and 14. So right there we see the Holy Spirit does not do His own thing. The Holy Spirit submits to Jesus Christ. You see that? He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify Me, for He shall receive of Mine, and shall show it unto you. Even the Holy Spirit is submitted. Now, when we're Holy Ghost Church, so when I'm talking... And I say, Lord, what is that? What do you want me to do? It's the Holy Spirit that tells me what to do. But where did he get it from? Jesus. But where did Jesus get it from? The Father. Remember, Jesus said, I say nothing of my own. But what my Father tells me, that's what I speak. What my Father shows me, that's what I do. So even Jesus is submitted. Who starts it all? God the Father. That goes back to our very first section in this lesson. All authority proceeds and flows forth out of the Father the Father tells the Lord Jesus Christ what he wants the Lord Jesus Christ tells the Holy Spirit what he wants and then the Holy Spirit speaks to us what he wants even in the Godhead there is this chain of command the Holy Ghost does not do what he wants the Lord Jesus Christ does not do what he wants only the Father does what he wants and that thing works beautifully and it's carried out into this day and age now The quickest way to find peace in your life is to say, Lord, not what I want, but what you want. The quickest way to find peace is just to submit to the authority over you, even if it's corrupt, because God will protect you. That doesn't mean you sin, but you can still submit to a dirty, sinful leader and be safe. Amen. Look at our next section. All authority is a stewardship. Just kind of talking about the nature of authority. All authority must be accounted for one day. Whether now on earth or one day at God's throne of judgment. If you are in leadership, you require a status on the things you have authorized and commanded to be carried out. I do that. I, I tell folks around here, hey, you're going to be responsible to me. You're going, we hear that on television shows in the world. You answer to me. With what? With the authority I've given you. We've seen it in movies, you know, the drama, the CIA thing. All right, you're reporting to me now. Come with me, soldier. All right, we just changed your division. You're under me. You report to me now. Yes, sir. Report to me what? Well, the things I gave you authorization to do, you went and did them. Now you report back to me. When you're in leadership, you're always going to ask people, how's it going over here? How's it going over there? This past week weekend, we had a multimedia meeting, and I had a bunch of the folks who were over the multimedia parts, and we talked about stuff, and they were giving an account to me for how things were going with what we're working on, and I also gave out new commands, I authorized Michael Dingwall to spend uh, $250 to buy new DVD drives. I authorized Luke uh, Eldridge to spend almost thousand dollars on a new microphone boom for television stuff. If they went and spent that money without my approval, they're going to answer to me for hijacking authority that I didn't give them. In this church, we answer for our money because money is authority too, and we account for every dime. And when you start spending money without permission, that's called embezzlement. And even the government says, no, no, no. So we get authorization to do everything. If you're in leadership, you will always require a status on the things you have authorized and commanded to be carried out. You want to know what has been done with the authority you delegated. If the report is good, you are likely to promote. If the report is bad, you are likely to punish and demote. Right now, the government, the U.S. government, has authorized me and this ministry to not pay taxes on our income. That's what it means to be a non-for-profit organization. Under the government's eyes, we are equal to the Red Cross or to an AIDS awareness group or, you know, save the Kitties of the world. We don't pay taxes. We're a non-for-profit. I could not do that without the government's approval. If the government did not call me a 5013C or C3 and allow me to be tax-exempt in our offerings, then I'd have to give them money. But because I'm authorized to not pay taxes, then I can lawfully not pay taxes. Not me as a pastor, but the ministry. I have to pay taxes as a pastor. I was authorized to do that. If I didn't do it, I would be charged with tax evasion and tax fraud, and I would go to prison. Because you cannot hijack authority. That's authority from God given to our U.S. government and to delegate things as they see fit. They'll have to answer to God for it one day. But right now, I submit to their authority. Even if they did start taxing churches, I'd have to submit to it. Right or wrong, they'll answer to God, but I'll answer to God if I rebel against my government for something that's neither here nor there to God. And so we want to make sure we always stay in that chain of command. Submission brings authority. Here's our last section. We're just covering the nature of authority here. Pastor Vaughn was very fond of saying, without submission, there is no authority. For you guys in this church, if you don't submit to me, I have no authority over your life. I had breakfast uh, with some old friends of mine. And here I am, I've been pastoring five years. I've traveled the world. I've preached the gospel. I've seen signs and wonders. I have the wisdom of God. But when I sit across the table from these friends, I have no authority. Because they're not willing to submit. To them, I'm still just Chris. Chris. I'm just their college buddy and though I have all this authority to help them and change their life and make their marriages better until they learn to submit to it they'll never get anything out of it. So Pastor Vaughn was always fine especially when people would accuse him of being controlling he'd say I have no authority over your life but what you give to me. I cannot control you except you allow me to give you direction. So without submission there is no authority. You don't have to submit to the police but they will make you. <laughs> you don't have to submit to the government, but if they find out, they will make you. The only way to gain or earn more authority is to submit to authority. Authority is, the only, is only lawfully granted through submission. i me read that one again. Authority is only lawfully granted through submission. It is possible to steal authority, but this is called hijacking and thievery, and God will never honor it. You must submit your way up. If God can find you faithful over a little, He will make you ruler over much. You've got to know that with authority, that's the only thing that gives us power to accomplish anything. Now, as Christians, every one of us has authority over the enemy. We've already been given that. We don't have to earn it. We've been given authority over our flesh. We don't have to earn that. We've already been given that. We've been given authority over our mind. We've been given authority over animals. Everything the Word says you have authority over, you have authority over. That's the baseline of our authority. But any other authority, man delegates it. Whether it's in the local church, or whether it's on a job, or with the government. Only man, in a sense, and that's kind of a scary thought, only man can promote you in that regard. Because man is, whoever is going to promote you in life, they're standing in that place to give you the promotion, or the step up. Every Christian right now, born again, has the same baseline of authority. We all have authority over the devil. We all have authority over the flesh. We all have authority over sin. We all have authority over angels. We all have authority over devils and demons. We have authority over animals because they're under us. We have authority over calamity. We understand that. But now anything above that is going to come through you submitting to someone who's over you. It doesn't matter who walks in this church. It doesn't matter if the Reverend Billy Graham walks in this church. He doesn't have authority over this church. In order for him to even stand in my pulpit, he's got to submit to a man. And I have to authorize him. It doesn't matter if it's Dr. Barclay. He walks in those doors. He even knows it. He has no authority in this church but what I give him. Otherwise, his hands are bound. But he's got great authority. And so any authority we're going to get outside of what the Bible already declares as a baseline in our life comes by us submitting to a man or a woman who's already earned the promotion. And as we submit to them, the boss, they give us a promotion. The president, he gives us a promotion. The governor gives us a promotion. Mom and dad, they give us a promotion. The professor, he gives us a promotion. The pastor, he gives us a promotion. The department head, they call us up. That is the essence, the backbone. We might even say the marrow. Authority is the marrow That is of the, uh, the skeleton system that is government's. Without that marrow... In the bones, the bones will be brittle and break. And authority is what moistens the bones that is, governments and administrations. And until we understand that, it doesn't matter how well we administrate, it doesn't matter how well we govern. Governments only work when you submit to them. Otherwise, you have a coup, or you have an overthrow, or you have a civil war. We don't want any of that. We want the bones to be strong, we want the body to be organized everything in its proper place, everything flowing and receiving from the head and doing what it should do. Otherwise, we've got hijack issues. Uh, Kind of an interesting thing, you can, I know this from hunting and shooting animals, you can shoot an animal anywhere, except the head. Shoot an animal anywhere and the brain will continue to send signals to tell it to work. The heart will continue to try to pump even if a bullet's been through it. The lungs will continue to try to breathe, even if a bullet's gone through it, because the brain is sending a signal. But you shoot an animal in the head, everything instantly, because you've killed the command center that sends the signal. And so what we want to do is honor the head, the authority, the Lord Jesus and allow him to keep sending signals and keep sending signals and even if you're a broken lung you'll still keep trying to breathe and even if you are a broken heart you'll still keep trying to pump and even if you're a broken arm you'll still keep trying to function because the brain doesn't even when I broke legs before bones before my brain didn't realize it was broken it kept trying to work even though it couldn't but my brain kept sending the signal we want to make sure we understand how authority works It it starts with the head the Lord Jesus he gets it from the Father He speaks it to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives it to the church and it flows downward. And the only way we stay anointed and stay empowered is by submitting to that thing that's above us. And the way closer to the Father, you can't get any closer to the Father until you flow up those rivers. The closest way to the Father is to submit up. How can you have a close walk with the Father when you're rebelling against every flow of authority in your life? How can you say you're going uphill to see Jesus when you're in between the rivers of authority and these branches of authority? And it's like a river that flows down in all these areas of your life. Someone who's in between river flows, they're not walking with Jesus. They're in rebellion. That's why their life's so dry. Hop in the river and submit your way upstream to find the source, Jesus Christ. Amen? Father, bless these folks here for coming out, for studying with us this subject of God's authority. Father, bless this church as we teach on and reteach on church governments and administrations. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to go through this lesson today. In Jesus' name, amen.